Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, feel the hype, spread the hype, etc., dude, okay? Etc. But, you know, this week in particular, I'm feeling like a new person. I gotta say, I'm feeling like someone who's turned over a new leaf. I'm feeling like someone who has just bought a new microphone for the podcast. Thanking you. I hope this audio is crisp and clear, or at the very least, not worse than the previous microphone. I would settle for that. You know, um, I've made it pretty clear in the past that I'm terrified of technology and communism, and so this is a big leap for me. I actually bought this microphone uh, three months ago with the Zoom recorder. I looked at the the box on the Zoom recorder, heaps of buttons, heaps of levers, you know, heaps of uh, heaps of problems. That's what I see when I see a, a piece of tech I am not familiar with. Um, so I didn't really uh, take it out of the box for about three months, and you know, I just was busy uh, doing other things. But now we're here. Um, I've connected the microphone to the Zoom recorder. I have watched four minutes of two separate Zoom tutorials. And I, I didn't make it to the end of either video, but I would put that down to the charisma of the host giving the tutorial. I've got nothing against the Zoom recorder itself. And, you know, after completing my first successful Zoom call last year, I believe maybe November, made my debut on the Zoom app, I had to borrow Adzi's laptop um, because my Lenovo literally can barely open Google Chrome, let alone some sort of a teleconference application. Uh, Adzi's laptop was also very grateful for the run. He bought a $3,000 MacBook Pro, and uh, to the best of my knowledge, he only uses it for pornography. So, you know, that thing was, was pretty keen for a run at something besides Pornhub. So, you know, I was happy to, uh, to oblige there. And I did complete my first Zoom call last year. So that was very exciting. But then I thought, why stop there? You know, I did a Zoom call. I love Zoom. I drive a Mazda. Zoom, Zoom. Why don't I record myself using a Zoom recorder? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Okay. So, you know, I'm a Zoomy guy. And I've always said it. And now here we are. So, uh, I hope this, uh, this microphone leads you to enjoy the pod even more or as the same amount as you were before. Like I said, I'm not really shooting for the moon on this. I'll take, I'll take like a, like a pass. I'll take a 51 on this microphone, but either way, I now have the option of having a guest as well. Unduo microphones. That's Spanish for two microphones and you know. Who knows who you're going to see on this thing? Who knows? But it's going to be exciting. I personally haven't given it too much thought, but um, I imagine I'll just be uh, asking sort of people who I like and who are also maybe just a little bit more famous than me, which is, I know that's quite a wide net to cast, re the fame. I mean, there's some guy at the bus stop right now at, at the front of my house who I think has more TikTok followers than me. And do you know what? If that fucking nerd wants to get on this podcast, he can. So the possibilities are endless here at Get Around Me HQ. 
Obviously, Billy Darcy produces and edits the podcast. So I'd just like to thank him uh, for his continued work. Uh, you know, he leaves almost everything in. So he's pretty liberal with the edits. Um, I've asked him to take some stuff out previously. He's flat out refused and said it would affect the integrity of the podcast. And when you've got someone as passionate as that on the ones and twos behind the scenes, um, it's a recipe for success. There's no doubt. So very exciting. But another exciting thing and why I am feeling like a new man, and I know what you're thinking, Bill, you've conditioned your hair and you'd be right to think that. But the real reason is I am attempting to be sober for the whole month of June. Now, a lot to unpack here. Firstly, off the bat, I'd like to state that narcotics are very much still on the table. Okay? I'm trying to lay off the booze a bit. I'm not some form of a freaking psychopath. Okay? I'm not going to be picking chicks up on the highway, dropping them off in some forest. Okay? I'm not a psycho. I will be uh, just ever so gently leaning on drugs as a way of sort of pushing myself through this month. Um, so, yeah. So, this isn't, you know, no Buffalo Bill shit. You don't need to start a GoFundMe. I don't deserve your praise. Um, but we're doing this because, you know, a lot of people have said to me, why don't you just do Dry July? And that's a great point. Okay, that's a fantastic point. I think I've made it pretty clear already. I don't personally uh, care for things that rhyme. RE, my segment, trend, continue. And you know what? People who are doing Dry July, you go ahead and do that. Um, but I just wanted to do it in June. And, you know, I don't let, I don't let anyone tell me what to do. <laughs> um, unless you're a bouncer or my boss um, or taller than me. So, but apart from that, I'm pretty hard on that telling me what to do thing. So, yeah, we're doing June because, you know, June made sense. Uh, we're all in. It's me, Maka, Adzi, and Mitch. Uh, all, the, all the roommates here at the Lad Pad. And once again, that name is not ironic. It's a pad for the lads. So, you know, could I do this by myself? I couldn't. But it's that sense of camaraderie. It's that sense of community. You know, brothers in the trenches, going through it together. You know, stronger as one. This sort of stuff. And yes, I have posted these slogans uh, up on the fridge in the kitchen to keep the boys going through some of the darker moments. You know, it's very easy on June 1st to say I'm not going to drink for the month of June. But when you come home from work on a Friday night and you got a a shitload of head noise and a fridge full of beers because no one's been drinking them, and Macca's just pissed you off with something. He's left his shoes on the carpet again. And your freaking... Your ex-girlfriend hasn't called you back in seven years. And then you look outside and it's starting to rain. And you think, fuck, I need a beer. Okay? So, I have posted up various, various positive slogans uh, in and around the house to keep the boys going. And like I said, it is that sense of camaraderie that does keep you going through some of the darker times. But... Uh, I have also been candid about the fact that we will be taking a short hiatus in the middle of June, actually this Sunday, um, from the sobriety. Now, I know what you're thinking, Bill. It doesn't count as a month off the piss. You lied to us. Um, You know, you're wearing that polo again. Is it true that you only have five shirts in your cupboard? 
And these are all great questions. They are, okay? And I don't, I don't um, resent you for asking them. But I will remind you that at the end of the day, it is my podcast, uh, so you can back off. And it's the last time I'll say it, dude, okay? It is the last time I'll say it. But in the interest of fairness, I will answer that question. What happened was we said we'll do the month, no drinking, all of June. Dude, no drinking, no stress, okay? I would say most of the mistakes I make throughout the year, or most of the incidents where I think I really should not have done that, you know, or that was dumb, or um, that joke was like way more racist than you thought it was going to be. Like, you know, these are all things, but without alcohol, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like a sure thing. Am I going to sort of light up a party uh, with my charisma? I mean, I'm going to try. Am I going to sort of, you know, live the action-packed life I'm accustomed to? Look, probably not. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be pretty rock solid in uh, what I'm saying and the decisions I'm making. So that's that's handy, okay? One month out of the year where I'm not completely fucking everything up, you know, that's how you build momentum into the second half of this year. But what happened was, um, we said, we'll do the month of June. Okay, we'll do that. Then Adzi came back from work in a panic. He ran up the stairs. I've never seen him get up past a jog. And Adzi is in a full sprint up the back stairs. He was exhausted. And I know what you're thinking, but Billy, you're back stairs. There's only four of them. I said, Adzi loves to vape and his cardio is poor. Okay. So Adzi came up smelling like pineapple, out of breath. And, and he said, boys, we've made a horrible, horrible mistake. And I said, young Adzi, what's happened? Someone trapped down the old well? What's going on, brother? And he said, it's far worse than that, Billy. I said, what? He said, there's a long weekend in June. I said, you're shitting me. He said, I'm not. I said, fuck. Okay. Let's, let's just, and I said, let's just have an honest conversation about this. Okay. Because I'll be sober, you know, a weekday, a weekend, but a long weekend. I mean, you're out of your goddamn mind. Okay. So I said, let's just have an honest conversation about what's happening and the situation we're faced with. Then it came through same, same day as the long weekend. You know, the Sunday is the one you really want to send off and take advantage of your Monday off the next day. Queen's birthday. Fucking long live that bitch, I tell you what. Because, uh, you know, keep these things coming. But it comes out after a bit of bit more research from Maka. Israel Adesanya is defending his UFC championship in one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year on the same day. And I said, okay, okay, everyone put your guns down on the table Let's just, let's just be calm. Let's just be calm. And then our friend Maya is having a freaking birthday party and she invited us and I said, okay, you son of a bitch, we're going to get absolutely out of our mind on the Sunday. The dogs are out, okay? The dogs are out, okay? Somebody, it's like an episode of McLeod's Daughters. Who left the back gate open? I don't know. I don't know, Claire McLeod. Who, what's happened? What's happened at the back gate? She said, well, the dogs have been let out. Okay, <laughs> the talks have been let out. So we're doing a month off the piss for all of June. On the 12th of June, the Sunday, it might be the 13th. I'm going to have to look at a calendar. To be honest, I don't know where Adzi even came across a calendar. Okay, as far as I was concerned, he didn't even know all the days of the week. Now he's come home talking about dates and long weekends. I mean, the poor kid shocked the shit out of me. 
Um, I can only assume he came across it while perhaps perusing some zoo magazines in a local newsagent. I'm not sure. I wasn't there. But, so yeah. So whatever that Sunday is, 12, 13, 14, whatever it is, the boys are going to get absolutely trolleyed into next week before returning to sobriety once again. Okay? So that's the situation. I just want to be honest with everyone here about what's happening. Um, now, I have had some DMs. Are will the pod be as good? Because obviously this podcast is, I'm not going to say reliant upon, but it definitely thrives on me getting hammered and finding myself in sort of, you know, striking out with girls, um, being a pelican, um, you know, maybe an altercation with a bouncer. That's always good for 12 minutes of content. Um, this sort of stuff. Uh, so I, I hear those concerns. I do hear them. And you know what? I echo them. I also am concerned. But at the same time, I think, looking back at the weekend I've just had, I managed to embarrass myself um, maybe twice at least, and and there was no alcohol involved in any of that. So rest assured that even though I won't be hammered, I still am at my core a pretty useless pelican. So, you know, I might not have the confidence of a pelican with 10 beers under his belt, but uh, I will still be um, sort of, you know, prattling along doing things I probably shouldn't be doing or not in a rebellious way. Like I just don't know. I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. So, uh, I think the pod's going to be great. Now, like I said before, the thing about this month off the piss is it's the sense of camaraderie that keeps you going. And we had a slip up already. I don't think anyone, uh, you know, there's no prizes for guessing. It was Macca. Um, t- with this on top of it, Macca has now let me down 2,432 times in my life. Um, he, and if, you know, if anything else, he is consistent. Okay, so we started the sobriety Tuesday, June 1st. Wednesday, June 2nd, Macca brought it to my attention that he has a work lunch the next day at which he was going to feel pressured to drink alcohol. I assured him that his values and and his his efforts to improve his health during the month of June are far more important than the approval of any of his so-called co-workers or friends. Okay? I said, Maka, if they won't be your friends while you're sober, maybe you, sh- maybe you shouldn't be friends with them to begin with. Okay? And then... Uh, I put in a call, um, I actually had Healthy Harold do a uh, sort of a, a teleconference, like a, a Zoom therapy session with Macca for upwards of 45 minutes free of charge. And uh, I'm able to access that because I actually ghostwrite for Healthy Harold. So next time your primary school kids are in the van, you know, laughing their goddamn head off, you know, you think Harold's coming up with this shit on the fly? No. Okay. So I, I write for Healthy Harold, the secret's out. And, uh, and that's how I was able to get him to cancel Macca. So Macca went to his work lunch with a renewed vigor um, and an eye on the prize. The prize being his sobriety. Anyway, so he walks into the, to this work lunch at 12. At 12.03, he was pressured to drink by a, name, uh, a man by the name of Damo. Real name unknown. 
Uh, at 12.06, one of the other lads named Jezza started to really turn up the heat on Macca. At 12.07, Macca crumbled and proceeded to skull a Carlton draft. Whether that was a schooner or a pint is at this stage unknown. Uh, at 12.20, Macca was seen at the bar himself ordering beverages. Um, this was particularly desperate as it was, in fact, an open bar that his boss was putting on. Uh, when, when asked why Macca didn't wait for his boss to get the next round, he was quoted as saying he couldn't wait the next two minutes to get another skunana down his gullet. And that is a direct quote from the great man. So, you know, the wheels are off. Um, he did text us at about 1.15. Uh, I would repeat the text uh, on this podcast, but it was riddled with gay slurs and not a lot of it made sense. So, um, I can't comment as to the state he was in at 1.17 when that text came through, but I'd imagine it was uh, quite belligerent. So, from here, um, it is not exactly known where Macca went from place to place. There were rumours he was spotted in Randwick, and then other rumours he was spotted in Coogee. Those are unsubstantiated so far. Um, one person said he, they saw Macca vomiting in Bondi at 3am. And while that one is also unsubstantiated, I think it, it is probably true. Just given Macca's track record, uh, RE vomiting and letting down his friends. Macca ended up out until roughly 5am Friday morning in Bondi, quite a party suburb. And... And yeah, so two days into our month of sobriety, Macca got possibly drunker than he's been in quite some time. Uh, he let me down. He let the podcast down. And not only that, I think he's let himself down. And I know that's going to sting for him to hear. But you know what, dude? Maybe think about that next time Jez is pressuring you to drink a, a shot or or another beer, you know? Think about, think about that next time Jez is telling you how cool you are. Okay, so I don't know. Now, I don't even know if that guy's name is Jezza, but I saw him on an Instagram story and he had a mullet, so it's good enough for me. But anyway, Macca's off the... So Macca was off the fucking trolley two days into this thing. And it's it's disappointing. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's just really disappointing. But now Macca's back on the train and... He was carrying on over the weekend. Oh, being sober is so boring. You know, this sort of stuff. It's like, shut up. You're still hung over, you piece of shit. Okay? Don't tell me and Adzi and fucking Mitch about what's what and who's who. Okay? You you crossed the lines. You were, you were freaking partying with the Nazis over there. You know? This is a war metaphor. Macca is not a white supremacist. Thank you. But, yeah. Very disappointing. Very, very disappointing and anyway so i've i mean stories from the weekend i spent a lot of the time looking at a blank wall wondering what i'd done uh i spent even more time berating macca for letting us down but i did have some shows and this was good because i had shows all weekend so i'm thinking perfect because at the end of the day take it take it from someone who's eight days sober barring um various forms of narcotics um, drinking at its core is just something to do. And the first thing you'll, f- you'll feel, uh, when you stop drinking is not, I'm missing out or, you know, I feel so much happier or whatever. 
It's just fucking boredom. You'll just be bored out of your goddamn mind. You know? That's all, like, I'm I'm waiting around. I've got an hour to kill between shows on Friday night. Usually, you just go have a couple beers, watch the footy. I'm just sitting in a pub with a soda water, just going like, what the fuck? What the fuck am I doing? It's so boring. That's That's the main thing with not drinking, is it is so goddamn boring. And that's really what they won't tell you. But I'm here on the other side of the fence. You know, yes, you got the health benefits. Yes, you know, you, 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 you'll live longer, etc. But at its core, it's just fucking boring, dude. Just really fucking boring. And I waited around. How's this? I waited around for an hour and a half on Friday night for the second show. This little, this little room I was doing. And I was bored out of my goddamn mind. And then I went down there. I was on about, I think, fourth in the second show. So I went down there, what I thought would be about 15 minutes into the second show. And the lady goes, oh, we actually cancelled the second show. Didn't anyone tell you? So I just sat around in King's Cross, sober, for an hour and a half, by myself, sipping a soda water, watching the Panthers versus who gives a fuck. This is sobriety. This is what it is. It's just waiting. And then you wait and you wait and you wait and you realize you're not waiting for anything, dude. You are not waiting for anything. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. And I know what you're thinking. Billy, this story's nowhere near as good as the stories from when you were drinking. I fucking know, okay? I fucking know. But this next one, I got to say, is actually pretty good. So, our next door neighbor, let's talk about him. He's an absolute legend. An absolute legend. And we're at the point now with our neighbors where it's a popover. It's not a text. Hey, can I come round? It's not a phone call. It's not even a head over the fence. Do you mind if I come round? It's just a fucking come on round whenever you want. And I love it, dude. I fucking love it. Um, he's our friend. He's our compadre. His dog, Tui, is a mentor to all of us. And, you know, it's great. So, Sunday morning, old old Jake, the next door neighbor, pops around. We, we've got a fire going. You know when, like, you go camping and you resurrect the fire in the morning? That's what we were doing. And we're all, you know, up and about at about 8.30, 9 a.m., stone cold sober, ready to attack the day. Um... I was actually quite ill and didn't plan on doing too much, but but uh, Jake pops over from next door. Tui comes with him. Tui's wearing a flannel, and that is hilarious. Okay, I don't know if you've ever seen an English staffy wearing a flannel, but I mean, drop whatever you're doing and go and fucking find one because it'll make your day, dude. It will make your day. So. Rhino comes around, and I hate to get this blue on the pod. I know I'm a sober soldier now, and I shouldn't be going this blue, but Rhino was smoking narcotics when he came around, okay? And one of the fatter, one of the fatter fucking Scooby-Doobs you'll come across. It's like Scooby-Doo let himself go for three seasons, and now he's a big fat fuck, okay? So Rhino comes around with a joint as uh, as big as a fucking, big, of, big as a, a watermelon that's kind of a skew. Like, imagine like a long watermelon, that's how big this fucking thing was. And uh, so Jake starts passing that around and it's fucking, it's sensation. Now, 
I don't make a habit of sort of waking and baking, as it were. But I also don't say no to anything because I'm not I'm not a fucking bitch. Okay, so now we got this joint going around at nine a.m. Whatever. I love spontaneity. I'll roll with anything. Now I was just about to head up to the cafe and do a bit of writing, as it were. You know, pen my thoughts, write some jokes, etc., dude. Etc. So now I'm like uh, pretty aggressively high for 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So I said, whatever. You know, some comedians say they write better when they're high. That's never been my experience, but whatever. I want a coffee anyway. Let's party. So I go up to the uh, the cafe, pretty fucking high, and I have what can only be described as a worst case scenario. Firstly, I've got my writing book with me, and straight off the bat, bang, haven't even got it to the cafe, run into someone I know, and he is keen for a chat, I'll say that. I don't want to talk to anyone, I'm too high to be running into people at the shops, okay? What are you up to, mate? What's the goss? What's new? I don't know, dude, I'm unexpectedly high, and I just want to have a cappuccino and write about anxiety in my fucking book. Is that too much to ask? Okay? So, now I'm locked in like a 20-minute conversation, and it is pretty much as bad as it gets. I'm holding on for dear life in this convo, and eventually I just give him the old look, mate. I'm going to have to love you and leave you because uh, i got stuff to do. No worries. Then, I walk another 15 meters. Bang. Mate and his girlfriend. They're waiting for a coffee at the cafe I'm going to. There's another 15-minute conversation. I'm so high. Okay, this is just... I'm fucking... I'm basically speed dating high at this point, And it is a fucking nightmare, dude. You know, it's just like, God damn it. I've got the hat and the sunnies. I just want to be fucking left alone. And it's no one's fault. It's my fault. Okay, I'm not playing the blame game. So then, after 10 minutes ago, I got to love you and leave you. I got stuff to do. Got out of there by the skin of my teeth. I walk into the cafe, first person I see, my fucking year two primary school teacher. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is this freaking days of our lives? Am I on The View? What is happening? It's like, it's like the season finale of a television show and all the characters I've ever met are popping up. It's like Scrubs season eight finale when JD walks past everyone he's ever fucking met. That's what it's like. Now I'm like, this is unbelievable. Now some old guy bumps into me and he's dropped $200 on the floor. Can you wrap your head around this? I don't know what's going on. This guy's, this guy's exploding and money's coming out. I'm in the cafe now. This has just been... By the way, this is about 45 minutes into my journey to the cafe. The cafe is a one-minute walk from my house. This is just harrowing at this point. The lady behind the counter comes over. She goes, is this your money? I said, it's not my money. Um, And she goes, okay. She goes over to the old guy. He says it's not his either. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to avoid my year two primary school teacher. So anyway, I finally order a coffee. I sit down. I open my book. I start penning some of the worst jokes you've ever heard. I don't know who these comedians are who freaking smoke a joint and write like an hour show and it's fantastic. I proceeded to to write some of the most garbage jokes anyone's ever heard for about 25 minutes. Not a single thought worth uh, verbalizing. Anyway, so then, the lady from behind the counter comes over and she goes, it's your money. I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on? She goes, it's your money. 
Look at the camera video. She checked the security cameras. This money has exploded out of my writing book. I go, oh, that's right. I forgot I had $500 hidden in my book from like a couple weeks ago. Because I, I, I had a girl over. I apologize for being so blue, but I had a girl over. And I'm not saying she wasn't the one for me, but I'm just saying I didn't feel safe leaving loose cash around, you know, while she was uh, in my bedroom. So, you know, beautiful girl, and I'm sure she's not a criminal. I'm positive. But, uh, you know, I was just playing it safe. So I forgot I had freaking $500 cash in my writing book. And when this guy bumped into me, it fell out. And I opened the front of my book, the other 300's in there. At this point, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? She goes, here's your money. She's like, are you okay? Like, how could you not know it's yours? And I go, I thought about just breaking and being like, look, I'm so high. My neighbor came over and peer pressured me into smoking a joint. He didn't peer pressure me. I wanted to do it. Now I'm here. I'm just trying to write a good joke. It's not going well. I didn't realize I had the money. I've, I freaking, my hair doesn't look as good as it could today. I've lost my favorite bucket hat. I'm so sorry. Can I have the eggs, Benny? Please. Okay. Nightmare. Oh, dude, it was just a freaking disaster. A freaking disaster, man. Um, I may never go back to that cafe again. I mean, I think the chick, genuinely, I don't want to speak out of school. I think she thinks I have like a, a mental disability. Like, I was just nowhere. I was I was freaking Captain, Captain Nowhere. He lives at freaking, <laughs> doesn't know where he lives, dude. He doesn't have a home. But yeah, so um, Sunday morning was a disaster. I've since read what I wrote during uh, at the cafe. It's fucking garbage. It's absolute garbage. I used to go to uni with a guy who uh, did fine arts, and every time he had a major project due the next day, or due, the night before, he, w- he would buy all the paint supplies and a canvas and everything, and then he'd just take a tab of acid. And he said when he woke up in the morning, like everything was just done, and it just looked fucking unreal. So, I don't think there's a comedy version of that. Not for me, anyway. Sometimes I go on stage a little bit high and think, I don't know. Like, I think maybe one time I came up with, like, a tag on stage while I was a bit high. And I thought, oh, I don't know if I would have thought of that if I was sober. But every, I don't know, everything else I'm just like, I think I'd just be better at this if I was sober, you know? That's why I pretty much, I don't really go on stage high at all anymore. Um, so, yeah. Um, but anyway, let's crack into a few things. This new microphone. Just, just getting the hang of it, you know. Just getting the fucking, the vibe of this, uh, the old uh, the old mic here, you know. Feels weird still like, it feels weird holding the mic now, whereas before it would just, it would I would not hold it. I would say that's the main difference. <laughs> this podcast is trash anyway so here's the thing all right so a couple of things came to my attention firstly this guy i don't know if anyone's aware this english cricketer ollie robinson i believe ollie robinson he uh he made his test debut for england and he got he got cancelled mid-test this is a new thing i don't i don't know if many uh I don't know if any cricket players have been cancelled before. This might be the first one. I mean, Shane Warne's been cancelled several times, but I just think no one told him. The guy just keeps on fucking rooting, dude. So, 
Oh, boy. So, anyway, this guy, uh, Ollie Robinson, he, it came out that he had all these uh, racist tweets from when he was 18. And the ECB stood him down and he's suspended from all international cricket until, you know, pending further investigation. Now, my first instinct when I hear people getting done for tweets from when they were 18, I just think, what the fuck? You know, who gives a shit? He was 18. But then I read the tweets. I got to say they were pretty fucking full on. So, you know, you can't just, we can't just live in a world where we say, oh, yeah, they're, su- they're super racist, but I was, I was 18, so it doesn't count. You know, because then it's like, where's the line? It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I tweeted all this anti-Asian stuff last night, but come on, come on, guys, I'm only 24. I'm still learning. You know, there has to be some sort of a line. And, uh, you know, when you're 18, you're technically an adult. Firstly, I can't believe, you know, the ECB, the English Cricket Board, why don't they just wipe everyone's Twitter when they start playing county cricket? It, does anyone does anyone need to go back and, and see what Ollie Robinson was tweeting about six years ago? Just wipe it all. Completely wipe his account as soon as he signs. It should be a stipulation of your contract um, with... Surrey Cricket Club or whoever he plays for. You have to wipe all public social media and any private social media of any 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 uh you know any posts like honestly it's a small price to pay for being a fucking professional athlete. You know, your your tweets from when you were like, you know, 18, 20, no one's looking at your tweets retrospectively. You're not Ricky Gervais, okay? Keep all your photos or whatever. But if your public Twitter account, if you're going to be a professional qu- cricketer in England, just wipe it. Even if you've got nothing weird on there, just wipe it because that's the thing. Stuff that you don't think is weird today is going to be fucking weird in 10 years. So you may as well just get rid of it. You, you know, everyone, the line is constantly moving of what is and is not acceptable at any one point. And you know what? That's progress, babe. That is progress. I'm totally fine with that. And also, this guy's tweets... Um, I mean, they were they were not fine in 2012 when he tweeted them, and they were they'd probably not be fine in freaking 1964. I mean, this this was pretty racist. I'm not going to repeat them on the pod because uh, you know it'd be in poor taste. But but yeah, I mean, and also I don't disagree with the suspension. You know, you can't just have some guy's super racist tweets come up and be like, oh well, he said sorry. Next, you know, there has to be something. But I just think you should just wipe your Twitter. You know, I, I think social media from when you're 16 or younger should automatically either just be wiped or um, or should be like inadmissible. You know, if you're like a child, if you're like people have been getting done for stuff when they were 15. It's like, okay, but this guy's 18. You're technically an adult. There has to be a line somewhere. So I sort of get it. But also, um, you know, people are getting done for stuff from 2012, 2013, you know, whether he was an adult or not at the time, you know, he was, a lot of people saying he's just a teenager, you know what I mean? I mean, he can vote, he can drink, he can drive a car, you know, I mean, at what point do you become an adult? It could be argued, I'm still not an adult, okay? So I don't think, you know, there has to be a line somewhere and 18 seems to be the most appropriate one. But I also think, you know, once this guy apologizes and wipes it all and, you know, 
they want to send him to some sort of a healthy herald for racism. I don't know how it works. I think, you know, let him play cricket again, you know, just sort of move on. But I also think we're sort of, there seems to be this thing where like, you know, back in, you know, I read an article, they were like, he didn't tweet this in 1984. This was 2012, the 21st century. He should know better. And it's like, I just think we're all looking at like 2010, 2012, even up to like 2015, as if it was some sort of like progressive utopia. And like, like 2010 was the beginning of when we all stopped being racist and stopped being homophobic and stopped being sexist. Dude, like I was, I was 18 in 2013. And let me tell you, it was still fucking cowboys gunslinging away, you know? And by that, I mean, it was still on for young and old as far as slurs and discrimination, you know? We weren't that educated in 2012. I was in high school in 2012. It was my last year. And, you know, the shit we were saying on the bus, you know, it was it was just, you know, gay slurs were a greeting back then. So I just think, we, we, you know, it's so easy to look back at 10 years ago and think, oh, wow, 10 years, what a long time. Is it though? Is it such a long time? I'm honestly not convinced. You know, I think about stuff we were saying in 2015 and just think, well, how far have we come since then? And people are getting pinged for stuff in 2010. So this is a bad example, what this guy did, because it was just straight up racist and not really funny at all. But, you know, let's just keep in mind that 2012 was, you know, 2012 was a lot closer to fucking 1990 than it was to 2021, in my mind. Um, you know? I don't know. I said I said wog in a job interview in like 2017. And that was honestly the first time I find out I found out you couldn't say that anymore. You know, we're all learning is what I'm saying. We're all learning together. Should I not be punished because uh because you know I didn't tweet it? You know, I I think I knew you couldn't tweet it back then. Um but I thought, you know, we're throwing it around. I was describing some guy. They were like, "Oh, you know someone at this company." And I didn't I couldn't really wrap my head around his features. I was like, "You know, the wog guy." And they were like, whoa, Jesus Christ. What do we got fucking Hitler over here? You can't say that anymore, Bill. And I was like, you're kidding. And they were like, no, you can't. And I was like, right. And, you know, that's how it is. So I don't know how that ties into what I'm talking about. Probably just edit that out. But, yeah, I just think we need to ease up on people. And, you know, this stuff that people are getting done for stuff in like 2012. And, you know, if you're going to leave it up, it's it's you... Anything you leave on the internet is fair game, really. And if he wants to leave this shit up, then that's on him. And it was pretty racist. But, you know, let's not fucking act like 2012 was some sort of a utopia where we're all going by they, them, and no one saw colour, okay? 2012 was a wild place. You know, we still thought fucking the Mayans were going to end the world at the end of the year. You're telling me no one was throwing around a fucking a few slurs? You're out of your goddamn mind. So, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think... This guy has to be penalized in some way, obviously, but, you know, nothing too much. And let's, uh, let's ease up on people on stuff from 2012. That's what I'm getting at. But anyway, so a few things here. We're into the, uh, the trend segment of the podcast. Got the, uh, hiccups. But anyway, a couple of trend extends here, dude. A couple of trend extends. Let's do it. So, first one. This is something I think uh, we need to keep doing and that some people aren't doing. 
But trend extend, dude, how good is it when someone is a good guest? You know, they come over, maybe they bring some beers, bring a bag of chips. It's not hard, but just do something. You know, I got mates where it's like, uh, they just come around and they're like, drink all your beers, eat all your food and just leave. And it's like, what is this, a fucking hotel, brother? It's like, I'm working three days a week of a casual job. You're on 80K in HR. You can't bring over a six pack, you son of a bitch. Like, you know, be a good guest. If you go around to someone's place for the afternoon, just because they say, oh, we've got beers, we got food, just bring something, mate. You, it's never a bad idea to bring something. Bring a bottle of red, you know? Bring maybe some light narcotics. Bring some chips and or dips, okay? These are all pretty cheap things to get. You know, a couple of packs of Doritos. If you go to a barbecue, bring some sausages. But be a good guest, you know? These people, some people come around, I feel like, feel like locusts are in my uh in my fridge you know eating my freaking uh eating my avocados raw i had a guy uh, i swear to god the other day he just freaking took a teaspoon to an avocado he was like sorry dude i'm 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 hungry and i'm doing this keto thing and i was like okay dude okay you do your keto thing but you do it fucking somewhere else okay that's my that's my lunch for Monday and Tuesday, that half avocado, you piece of shit. So being a good guest. Be generous. Bring something. Add to the party. You know? Even uh you know, maybe some some fairy lights or some streamers, some party poppers, a birthday cake. You know, bring a bring a fucking Woolies five dollar caramel cake. Those things bang, dude. Okay, but be a good guest. I'm all about it. Um trend extend another one is having pride in where you live you know i'm so sick of people bitching on their own city you won't hear me do it sydney welcome to the harbour city i'll give you a tour which sites would you like to see first there are so many okay you know if you don't like where you live just fucking leave pretty sure jetstar do flights from brisbane to melbourne for like 13 euros so you know no one's got a gun to your head babe if you got 17 dollars for a train ticket you can freaking put up sticks anywhere so this whole thing like uh i'm i'm getting back out and you know people are traveling in between states again people like oh it's just so good to get out of brisbane oh god i was trapped in adelaide i had a friend say i was trapped in adelaide i was like i was like mate you fucking live there by choice you know he was acting like the premier had a security guard on him at all times wouldn't let him leave you know he's like oh it's so good to get out of adelaide god i hate it there just fucking leave, dude. Don't whinge to me. You know, it's like I asked this chick at a subway in Brisbane once. I said, it's my first time to Brisbane. What should I do? And she said, oh, I don't know. Probably nothing. It's fucking Brisbane. That's what she said. And I thought, are we not in Brisbane? You know, I'll shit on other cities I don't live in. I'm fucking happy to do that. You won't catch me shitting on the city I live on, live in because I chose to live here. Okay. Yes, I was born here, but I like it. And that's why I haven't left. If I didn't like it, I'd just fucking leave, dude, okay? I hate this hostage mentality of completely free people who have a job. If you got freaking $2,000, you can start over somewhere, easily. Not even that. You could drive from Sydney to Melbourne. What's that, $200 in gas? Petrol? We're so goddamn Americanized with our lingo. But yeah, have some pride in your city, dude. Trend extend. I love it when you go to someone's town or city and they're like excited to have you. You know, oh, fuck yeah, I'm so glad you finally got here, Bill. 
I've planned everything. You know, you know when people are so excited about their town, they've got an itinerary ready. I love that, dude. Trend extend. Trend extend. Another one. Trend extend. Swearing. Let's just keep fucking swearing, dude. What is this taboo around swearing now? You know? It's like, oh, kids, like 13-year-olds can't swear, but they can watch HD porn. Where's that logic? You know? What do you think fucking Timmy's doing on his iPad after dark? Not fucking Angry Birds, I'll tell you that. You know? He's watching some freaking, some pretty full-on shit in 4K. All right? But God forbid he throws the F word around. Oh, no. Time out. Back to your room with your iPad. It's not even a punishment. He's going nuts in there, you know? But what is this this thing about swearing? I had someone the other day go, oh, my... Like, I swore in, like, a non-swearing environment. And someone was like, oh, my God. And it's like, it's like, what? Are we really still doing this? You know? Like, Netflix exists. 13-year-olds can watch Netflix, but they can't swear. I can't wrap my head around it. No fucking swearing, Timmy. Back to watching Saw 5. Okay? <laughs> Like, I freaking hate it. You should be able to swear anywhere. Workplace, family thing. Why not? Why not? It's like old people who are like, oh, my heavens, my ears. It's like, grandma, you're still actively racist. You're saying we can't throw the F-bomb around? You know? You say cunt in front of an American bloke, and he'll freaking try to fight you as if, like, you've just insulted his whole family lineage. It's like, mate... Just chill the fuck out. It's just a word, all right? It's just a fucking word, mate. <laughs> I called a, I called some American guy a cunt at a pizza shop at like 2 a.m. And the whole pizza place was like... It was like I called him something that was actually bad, you know? I didn't know what was going on. But it's like, you can't swear at family things, work. Why not? Why the fuck not, dude? You know? You can't swear at work. It's like... I saw you cheat on your wife at the last Christmas party. You're saying I can't throw the F word around a little bit? You know? What are we talking about? It's like swearing is more important than any actions. You could, like, you could be a, like an absolute piece of shit as long as you're proper in the right scenarios. You know? It's like, oh, you just get back from, from freaking helping at a Vinny's barbecue. It's like, oh my God, what, what a fucking long day. Everyone's like, Jesus Christ, mate, excuse the French. It's like, well, I've just been doing charity work, mate. Like, fuck you, you know? Swearing. Trend extend, dude. Let's just normalize swearing. Why can't you swear? Everyone swears. Everybody swears. You know, kids are doing it. Regardless of race or sexuality, everyone's fucking doing it. And now it's still like, oh my God, what are you doing? I don't know, dude. What are you fucking doing, you know? I hate that. But anyway, we'll get into a, a trend end here. Oh, here we go. Okay, first, a couple of trend ends. Firstly, uh, we got to stop this. Couples who film their hotel room or their Airbnb on a holiday. You know? Oh, look at this. Oh, my God. Check this out, babe. You are merely giving us a video of all the places you guys are going to be rooting over the weekend. You know? Oh, here's the bathroom. You know, the, the sink, the balcony. It's like we get it. You're going to be rooting with a view, okay, we don't need to see, we don't need to do a walkthrough of every accommodation anyone's ever stayed in, you know, what happened to the getaway part of the holiday, people are still, still 
one foot in the city when they're it's like the the videos of the of like the cottage oh my god it's beautiful today today's accommodation it's got to be one of the most annoying brags there is is the filming the hotel room or the airbnb it's just like what happened to just chucking the phone on airplane mode and just going at it like rabbits for three business days you know that's how couples used to holiday in the good old days the 1970s i presume but but yeah we don't need it you know it's just enjoy the getaway let's have a couple of snaps um do we need literally like we're looking at the third bedroom and it's just you two there you know we don't need like i saw one chick the other day she posted a video of the fucking laundry she was like washer dryer oh very nice it's like okay <laughs> if you're in the laundry section of the tour you might have gone too far that's my personal opinion but anyway here's another one trend end restaurants where it's a trek to the bathroom like where the bathroom is not even in the restaurant you know uh it's not good enough <laughs> it's fucking shit house dude in winter as well you know something about the two kilometer trek through a loading dock in the middle of winter really took away from the ambiance of uh you know jenny's pizzeria like fuck me uh <laughs> it's just i hate it when they're like oh it's just around the back yeah just go past the three homeless guys rooting um step over the syringe and then take take this key that's connected to a four foot piece of plywood um that's so you don't lose the key and also to defend yourself uh if the homeless men get a bit handsy so yeah also um there is uh, a live rattlesnake that lives in the roof of the unisex bathroom. So um, feed him a rat if he looks hungry. Otherwise, I'd still I'd steer clear. I'd steer clear of the rattlesnake. Um, he is aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate that dude. Trend end. Keep your bathroom in the building, or you know what I mean. Is that? Come on, guys. Keep it in the bloody building. And uh, yeah. Anyway. That is the end of uh, this episode. I got to say, I found I found today tough sledding, a new microphone. I mean, very difficult, and uh, you know I was able to push through and overcome my demons. In the hope that you can do the same this week. Have a great week, guys. Tell your misses, and uh, you know, I don't know, whatever, dude. Thanks for listening. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah. And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah they got me way too wrong, way too wrong Now my mind's stronger than me, don't you wait too long, wait too long, oh I